Hey all, this is Sean Gerber. Thank you for listening today, but before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you caught in the daunting maze of CISSP preparation, unable to find your way forward? That's precisely where I found myself when I began studying for the CISSP. Overwhelmed would be an understatement. There are now an ocean of CISSP training programs available, and are you unsure which ones to trust? I remember the struggle, but there was nothing accessible to me outside of the pricey boot camps. And that's precisely why CISSP Cyber Training came into existence, to illuminate your pathway towards acing the CISSP exam. At CISSP Cyber Training, I've forged the CISSP blueprint into a step-by-step guide to navigate you through the intricacies of the CISSP journey designed to provide you the direction and guidance you need to pass the CISSP exam confidently. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what one of my students, Kevin Fallon, had to say about the CISSP blueprint. This is precisely what I needed in your course, direction. The blueprint is the perfect roadmap to stay on track. I appreciate its clarity and tangible sense of progress it brings. A phenomenal tool for revision. And then there was another from Christopher Wagstaff. Sean Gerber, your guidance was invaluable throughout the CISSP study and certification process. Thank you for breaking the monotony. Once you've wrapped up with the podcast, make your next stop, CISSPCybertraining.com, and let's together turn the tide in your favor, meeting your CISSP goals and catapulting your career in cybersecurity. Now, without further ado, let's get going. Giddy up. Welcome to the Reduce Cyber Risk Podcast, where we give you the tools you need to meet your regulatory requirements while helping keep the evil hacker horde at bay. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action-packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to best protect your business and reduce your company's cyber risk. All right, let's get going. Hi, Sean Gerber, back again on this episode that we've got set up. This is now the second iteration or the second part of our human resources piece of this around cybersecurity more than a job description. And I'm going to focus in this part specifically on the human resources aspect of it. And so the point of this is, is that you got to decide from a human resource standpoint, when you're looking at a cybersecurity person, what is your overall goal? So your goal is to grow the resource. Now, you've got to ask this is how deep is your stable? That's one of the points that I've got is how many people do you have that you can go ahead and tie into and bring into your organization? If you have a lot of cybersecurity people that are around or even IT people that really are kind of passionate about this, then your stable might be pretty deep. However, if you've only got one person who's a thoroughbred, or maybe not even that, a pony, and and they're trying to grow, your stable's not very deep. So you need to consider that from a human resources standpoint. And resources internally are a great place to start. So as you get going in this space and you see, well, hey, I can't afford a cybersecurity person because I'm a small or medium business, but I've got some really sharp IT folks that I think could probably do this. That's what you need to focus on. If they need to be passionate, though, about tech and about security, because if they're not, it's going to basically just be like, yawn, I want to go to sleep. This is stupid. It's boring. I don't want to do it, right? So you need to focus on if you're going to hire from internally, they've got to be passionate about what they're looking out for. 
And they need to have a strong capability coming right out of the gate. Now, what I mean by that is, is they, they don't necessarily need to have all the security kudos or the security, um, certifications to make this part happen. However, what they need to do is they need to be somebody that's willing to learn. And it really, at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't come down to your intellectual prowess around this. It comes down to how much are you willing to learn and grow. Now, obviously, there are people that are much smarter than me in this. There's a lot of people much smarter than me at this. But I will say that if you, if you really, you can be really super smart, but if you're not passionate about it and you don't really want to make it happen, it doesn't matter. It's not going to, it's not going to work. So focus on people who one, have humility. They know that they don't know much and they want to learn and that they're willing to grow. If you focus on those people and then two, have somebody that has, you have a resources that you can tie into some sort of a, somebody within your organization that you can draw upon. Now, if you need a thoroughbred right away, I'm not saying that's me by any stretch of the imagination. I like this old donkey, right? It's been ridden really hard and put away wet. So I am not a thoroughbred from that standpoint. But if you want this rock star from JP Morgan or from Citibank or somebody like that, well, you're going to need to pay for them, right? It's going to cost you a lot of money. But that there, there's some things that come with that if you decide that. And what you want to look for from that point of view is a, a CISO, Security Information Security Officer, an Information Security Director, or a Senior Security Architect. They will be able to give you that level of expertise you may need. So if you go down this path and you're really looking to want to start a little bit higher rather than trying to grow it from within, one of those three roles would set you up very, very well as it relates to finding a good resource that can get moving right away. Now, you can outsource this. Uh, it can be done locally or it can be done globally. Now, if you're in a small town, you might want to go global. Uh, it might be hard to find it in a smaller area. However, you can find these people locally. And do you want to be able to rent the capability? So a CISO, security inf- or Chief Information Security Officer as a service or security as a service. Um, this can happen from the United States, India, China, you name it, you can get it. Now, you have to ask yourself, though, from a compliance point of view, you may or may not want somebody within those countries, especially if you have a regulatory requirement around the U.S. government. That may put you in a, in a different position. So, But you can get these resources from other places. India and China have great people that can do this. However, you got to know who is your audience and who are they going to talk to. Uh, that can cause you some challenges, but there's some really good resources in all these places. Cost can be a driver, um, and you may or may not get what you really are paying for. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but right now, because cybersecurity is hot, right, and people are always looking to get into it, there's a lot of people out there that'll say, hey, I'm a cybersecurity expert. Uh, I met a person a while back that said, I'm a cybersecurity expert. Well, then I started asking deeper about what this gal knows, and she's a super nice gal. And nothing against ladies or men or any of that. It doesn't matter. It all comes right down to she didn't have the experience to really call herself as a cybersecurity expert in all these areas. Now, she's very good in compliance, but she wasn't good in other areas. She just didn't have the expertise. So the cool part about that is you just really have to know. And that's why this training is put out there so that you get an idea of what you're really looking for when you're trying to find a cybersecurity person. Again, not a jab. It's just plain experience. You got to have that. And you need to ask the right questions. No matter if it's a guy or a girl, doesn't matter. Okay. You got to have the experience. And as you all know, resumes can be deceiving, right? So the big elephant in the room then comes down to his compensation. What are you going to pay these people? 
Now, you can look online, and it goes from all over the place. I've seen security officers down to as low as $70,000, which is great if you can get it, but I guarantee you, you get what you pay for. So you might get someone who says, hey, I'm a security officer. I can do it, and they're paying them seventy grand, and you're going to get $70,000 in quality, right? But I've also seen guys that have commanded serious money that at the end of the day, eh, yeah, they're yeah, not so good. They're about at my level. <laughs> so they commanded serious money, not me. Serious money, not me. But they're at my level. So you got to kind of weigh all that, right? So how much are you willing to let go? And you got to ask how much money are you willing to put into this to, to get you what you want? If you have a regulatory or compliance requirement, you may want to spend the money. If you don't, then I would start lower. I just really would. And also, what is your risk tolerance? Do you have a very high risk tolerance? Are you willing to accept a lot of risk? If you are, I would go lower and groom that person because bottom line is they're not going to stick around. I mean, it's harder to keep them around, I should say, because if they start building these these creds and they start growing as far as a security professional, they're going to keep their eyes open and they're going to get poached by somebody. So you want to kind of also keep that in the back of your mind. Now, a CISO, standard security officer, will range from about 150k to 380,000 dollars U.S. standard, right? Uh, so, with 380,000 dollars, you're talking to J.P. Morgan, Citibank, big regulatory um, banks, and so forth that have a lot of regulatory requirements. You're going to command that kind of money, and I've seen some upwards of 500,000 dollars for a security officer. Is it worth it? I don't know. Supply and demand. I ain't getting paid that. So, the the point of the matter is, is that that's that's really good. If you can get it, good on you, right? Um, but you're talking a CISO is probably making on the average between about one hundred and eighty to $200,000 with compensation packages and so forth. You may have bonuses in there. You may not. It depends. But that's about the average rate for a security officer, depending upon the size of your organization. Security architect, about 85 to 160. Again, deciding where you want to come in at. Now, these numbers are numbers I pulled off the internet. I don't know what they're worth. You know, you can say, hey, I'm worth 300 grand. Well, it doesn't matter what you think you're worth. It comes down to what they're willing to pay you. Um, so, you got to ask yourself, it's 85 to 160 for a security architect. That'll get most businesses in a really good spot. It really will. Security analyst is about 50 to 80. That's about, depending on the analyst that you pick up, it'll get you half to two-thirds there. Um, so, again, weigh it. And it also comes down, again, risk and size of company as well. This is done off payscale.com. And, again, it fluctuates quite considerably. But I will say it hasn't gone down. If anything, it's gone up. So these numbers are based on, I think, 2017, 2016 numbers. So anyway, uh, you can play with the role's title, so something else to play with. If you're an HR person and you're going, well, hey, I don't know if I want to hire a security officer. Because the moment you put out there, I want to hire a security officer, now the pay scale, the expectation goes up. I want to hire a security leader. Okay, well, that's or like a director of information security. So again, those titles, you guys are well more versed in that than I am. However, you can play with that a little bit. As But the follow-on is you get what you pay for and you get what their title is. Always look for a way to grow somebody into this role. If you're a small to medium-sized business, look to grow them into it. Um, having the title of CISO can also affect other things, and you need to keep that in mind. You can use it as a carrot if you're HR. You know what? I'm going to give you this title, but only after X amount of years and you show consistent improvement, then we'll give you that moniker. Now, just because you give them the title doesn't mean you're going to pay them that, right? But it also helps them on to the next role as well. Certification. So you got to ask yourself is, do you require certifications prior to hire? <laughs> certifications are a tough nut. And I'll be honest with you. I, 
I put some level of credence in certifications in the fact that they're getting harder and harder to accomplish. And you've got to have some level of expertise, like the CISSP. You have to have foundational knowledge before you can even become certified. Now, you can get into that certification earlier, but you don't become, quote unquote, certified until you've reached all the requirements. And one of them is time in the seat, basically time in the jet. You're, you are you're inexperienced, your experience is paying off. So those things are good, and I see valuable uh, things in those. Now, however, I would prefer experience in many cases over a certification, just because the experience can go way further than any test you take. So that's where you use HR. I've got to weigh all this stuff out. Some people will say, I got to have a security plus certification. I got to have CISSP. I got to have networks plus. I got to have certified ethical hacker. I've got to have all these things. But in reality, it's only as good as the person who takes the test. And obviously, you know, you got to do the interview process and so forth. But those are to get into the gate. So CISSP is Certified Information Security System Security Professional. Certified Information Security Manager is a CISM. CompTIA Security Plus, good foundational course just to get the basics. Certified Ethical Hacker. And then GSEC, which is a SANS GIAC Security Essentials. So all of those are very valuable, and they're great ones to get somebody started. And if you're going to have to have a certification or requirement so that you can kind of narrow out the field a little bit from everybody throwing their stuff, their information out there, then do it like that. You know, these are some really good certifications to use. Uh, if you're looking for a CISO, CISSP is kind of the standard thing. If you've got a uh, security officer who's trying to apply for the role and they don't have a CISSP, then you don't want them. I mean, realistically, because that's just part of the entry to get in. And the test is a booger. It's painful. It sucks really, really bad. Um, but it's important to do. And it does give you some fundamentals and foundational aspects that I'll use myself as an example. Um, I didn't have, before the role I was in, I didn't have a real good handle on disaster recovery and business continuity. However, the CISSP helped, helped get me set up so that when I did that opportunity to come up and I had to talk about it, I actually understood what they were getting at. So that's the foundational aspects around it. Okay, so that's this episode. We talked about the human, human resources and we talked about the key pieces around having the fact that you are uh, looking for specific people. You got your security officer, you got your security architect, your director of information security, different roles. You can play around with these roles however you feel necessary. Uh, we talked about compensation and the high price of compensation. Again, it comes down to how much are you willing to put up with and how much are you willing to put to put out of your wallet. And lastly, I'd also recommend you train from within if you're HR. Work on training somebody within that has the skills and more or less than anything, they're hungry and they, they have the desire to learn. If you do that, that's going to help you out immensely. Okay, hope you enjoyed this and we'll roll on to the next one. Have a great day. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to CISSPQuestions.com and sign up to join my email list and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to FreeCISSPQuestions.com or CISSPCyberTraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.